I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. <laughs> Episode 57. 57. How's it going, Nels? I'm good. Excellent. How are you, Jesse? Doing all well. Get it, we're going over sickness. You know, the viruses sneaking I've been sick time. for like two weeks. <laughs> it's really stupid. You know, I, I think that's just what happens when you become a parent, though. You just become sick until they're 18. Or Weirdly, something. the baby's never been sick. Oh. Like, yeah, my wife and I were just like, oh, I want to die. And the baby's like, I'm a baby. Woo. Man. Um, I don't know. So, well, yeah. you're, well, good to It's hear. better than the alternative, but it's also just like, how are you doing this? <laughs> uh, anyway, it is exciting times definitely in the life of a net runner that's right we oh just, man we just had worlds just had worlds we'll start with worlds let's go worlds, with worlds very exciting this year those uk boys came up and represented they crushed it they crushed it uh, like holy if, crap if you haven't heard um it's it's been a while this is like being like don't spoil me on the winners of the super bowl it's like it's over uh this year's world champion was mr Chris Dyer. Chris Dyer, congrats. Okay, congratulations. Yep. Got a chance to watch that last game. Nail biter. Him versus Ben Nee. It yeah. was really quite something. They were both Anarch and NBN. Yep. So finally, I mean, people rightly believe that like NBN is very strong, but it's important to note that they had never won a world championship until this year. Yeah. Leaving <coughs> Wayland as the only <laughs> faction that's <laughs> never won a world championship. Uh, on both sides, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, Chris had uh, CTM, surprise, surprise. Yep. And Wizard, uh, surprise, surprise. But not not a Faust Wizard. Not a Faust Wizard. Not even, I don't think, a Siphon Wizard. Um, No, I don't believe so. May- she, I, just, she just played the hell out of that Wizard. Yeah. Which and is then great. And then Ben had Sync and Max. Yep. Um, and the Max was kind of like a DL- DLR, Siphon-y thing. Not, yeah. not dissimilar from what Dan won with last year. So it was kind of cool that I think that the um, World Champ decks this year are going to be uh, not just more of the cards that were in the pack from last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that last game was really, it was it was awesome. Like, um, you know, Ben came all the way up through the loser's bracket. Yeah, Ben, like, ben was working that entire day. It I, was hardcore. I don't know how he got this. Like, like we always talk about stamina during t- tournaments and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And, like, I don't know how he was still still putting down cards and not not screwing up like crazy yeah i don't know either and it was like he he won the first of their two games but since he came up from the from the losers bracket he had to win them both and did not but it was close like he was running a sink boom thing what i wanted you wanted what i wanted so much yep was for him to win with us with a boom against a wizard and flatline him and it did not happen how how fitting would that be what, what, and what's so super good. cool is um those guys are like those guys are they're they're like uh like pub mates right like they, i think so yeah i think they, I think they, they play together play all the, the same time. meta yeah it's super cool so, so. It's, it's very cool congrats to folks from the uk yes they did very well and of course everyone who made it down to all yeah. worlds that's a big commitment going there and i think it's like just 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 showing up, showing up and being there around a great game like this is important so thank you to everybody who uh repped it in the worlds yeah yeah for sure now even more exciting times ahead even more now's my heart beat my my poor heart what you can't take it you're gonna have to replace it with a weird robot i will no problem cyber heart that, 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 that's actually sounding better and better like i know um we have a terminal i know directive they named it right after us i'm pretty I, sure it, it's very kind i'm of pretty them. sure thank you thank fa- you fantasy Flight. thank you fantasy Flight. um there's a new expansion coming yeah i believe the plan is that it's going to come between the um maybe even before the red sand cycle i'm not sure actually it did come uh the news did come kind of out of nowhere yeah the information said uh, just it's going to be 
first quarter 2017. So I don't know if that means before, in the middle of, or after the quarter. Yeah, the the yeah. the Red Sands expansion to start because we still have two more data packs for for Flashpoint. So that'll probably carry us through to the end of the year. Yeah. So is, is Terminal Directive going to be the first thing or near the end? I don't know. Anyway, what the hell is it? I I don't know. We don't. We're not totally sure. It's an expansion. Yep. Um. So it has a bunch of new cards. I believe for all the factions. Yeah. Uh. And those cards are all going to be fully tournament legal for normal play. But. They got something else going on. The way that they're actually delivered is, oh, I think they called it like a narrative expansion or something like that. Yeah, where the, the it's, stuff you open and you don't open. Yeah. Right. Um, is it, I, sorry, sorry. So now you you played Risk Legacy. Is that kind of the same thing? Yes, I played Risk, Risk Legacy and Pandemic Legacy, and I'm currently in the middle of a Seafall game. Okay. Which is, so if folks aren't familiar in the world of like board games, like, you know, your normal dice and cards and tokens, not like collectible building decks but like just your normal stock and trade board games um a few years ago this cool guy who worked at hasbro made this game called risk legacy and what he basically did was say okay you're gonna play this game of risk it's gonna have these weird wacky rules but in the box there's gonna be all these other stickers and boxes and Markers containers and, and compartments yeah. that are all sealed and you only open them as you make your way through various games. So you play your first game of Risk Legacy, which is mechanically pretty similar to Risk, i.e. It's, it's <laughs> trash. It's very bad. Um, but in doing so, you're like, oh, but then we open up this pack, and then it changes a bunch of the rules. And then sometimes you have to, like, tear up cards, which as far like, as board games, it feels like the most transgressive, just like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this thing. Um, and it was, it was very cool. Uh, but... Because it was built on, like, you know, the the framework of risk. The big upside was, like, okay, well, you understood all the risk part of it, right? Sure. So you're just, like, enjoying all the new part. But it's still kind of, like, built on that pretty shonky, crappy foundation of risk. Yeah, um, okay. So afterwards, Rob co uh, collaborated with this dude named Matt Leacock, who was the designer of Pandemic. Boom. To build Pandemic Legacy. And unlike risk, the core game of Pandemic is awesome. Um so that I think is like the ultimate legacy game. So if you're and it's, it's all cooperative, unlike Risk, which is all about like having your armies fight and, and rolling better. Yeah. So if you ever played the original Pandemic, Pandemic, or had even heard of it, I heartily recommend grabbing a copy of Pandemic Legacy, and you will play it, and your mind will be exploded. Right, because this actually like like the board is like your board. Yeah. Right, like you and your friends in that story. You right on the board, you will like remember you'll be like oh. God damn Central America. It was all, it always came down to Santiago. Why? Or whatever, right? Well, some other people might be like, oh, it was always Berlin. Why did it have to be Berlin? <laughs> That's um, so great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so is so, that kind of in the same vein as so what we're doing? So what's going to happen? I mean, the details are still a bit scant. Yep. Uh, but it seems like something very similar is going to be happening in Terminal, Terminal Directive, where you have like this board yep. that becomes customized as you play you play some number of games and as you're playing out those games you're gradually like opening new sets of cards and adding those cards to the oh, deck so really i meant exciting. it's gonna be kind of sort of like a drafting ish thing sure but with 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 some cool permanency yeah i think which is kind of cool yeah so i don't know exactly if the idea is that you just you and a friend i mean ultimately if you're gonna want all the cards return to play you'll want your own copy but i don't know if the way you make it through is like okay well i'm we're gonna play like 5, 10, 15, I don't know how many games together, and you'll always be the corp, and I'll always be the runner. And that's how and stuff will change, or maybe it'll be like we switch sometimes. I don't really know. Um, but it's a very different way to do an expansion for the game. Yeah, and uh, like that, what excites me the most is like I'm always surprised at how often 
uh, the, 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 the game surprises me. Whether it's a new mechanic here or an interesting card there. But now it's like, oh, wow, now we're doing this narrative thing? We're going to have this like exciting little yeah. inter- interaction with, with, with someone. That's, that's super cool. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, and like, there's a couple things I like about it. One, you know, even though I, I generally try to avoid them, like, there's ultimately no getting around, like, you know, spoilers in the sense that oh the, the cards that are coming in the future packs like you're getting all hyped but you know like we've known about smoke for months right yep. but with this it's like oh it's very deliberately meant to be sealed and secret so you'll kind of have more of those moments where it's like you just open up the pack and you're like what's gonna be in here yeah. what is this yeah yeah oh my god it's crazy <laughs> um but the other thing and uh, our, our buddy christian mayuski from teamwork cast pointed this out is it's a very good like second step into the game. Oh, totally. Where it's like, you've got the core set, you like it, but now it's kind of like, buy every single expansion and then go play a tournament. It's like, well, that's a pretty big ask. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, here's this other weird middle ground thing that has a bunch of like totally, you know, ultimately tournament legal cards. Yep. But you kind of get those new cards added into how you're playing slowly and stuff. It's, It's very strange. But pretty cool and exciting. Yeah, I'm 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 very excited about it. Too. I think it, I think it's awesome that they're not just doing it, it. Wasn't just like oh another deluxe expansion or like we revised the core set or whatever. It's like oh no, here's this other weird thing. Yeah, and and, and what's weird is I, I found what um I found they were ready to out like cycle out the older cards. Right, mm-hmm. um, and that feels like a, like a, a detractive move, but this is like a big additive move on top of this. It's not yeah. like which is super super great. I think yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. It will be uh, it will be very strange and very cool. We should we should we should cover it. You know, it, as more details come forward, I think we'll be very excited. We will be very excited. This. That sounds great. But but yep. speaking of more new cards, yeah. Actually, Nels, I I brought you here amongst all your friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your behavior has negatively impacted my life in the following ways. ways by stealing all of my agendas. <laughs> We're, of course, talking about the newest expansion. The in fourth, fourth, fourth in this Flashpoint cycle, Intervention. Intervention. Uh, in this case, by the United States government in New Angeles and not by your friends and family because you can't stop Playing Netrunner. Oh, I was gonna say huffing or huffing glue. Can duster, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Can duster was the classic, the classic episode. Yeah, not great. Um, nope. But yeah, do we just want to? Oh, we can start new IDs. Let's talk about it. We just we spent it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, smoke. L smokes Skoviak. Smoke Skovac. 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 Sure. Cool. Um, she is a cool new shaper. Yeah, yeah. The sneakiest shaper. Yeah, she's actually a stealth. She is. And a Gmod, yep. so... It's right there on her identity. And this, on her birth certificate. This is... That's right. It just says <laughs> stealth. Stealth, <laughs> stealth lady. Um, this is the first time that the actual uh, subtype, I guess, on an identity has mattered. Mattered, yes. Right? Because she is a stealth card, just like Ghost Runner and Cloak and all the rest. Yeah. So her ability, she's uh, she has no link. She's a 40-15, Ugh. so she even has a thinner deck. Yep. But she has one reoccurring credit. And you can use this credit to pay for Icebreaker. So it's literally the exact same text as Cloak. So it's like, oh, you just start the game with, with a, cloak a Cloak that requires no MU it's, installed. It's basically Chaos Theory with a Cloak in- yeah. installed. That's what. That's actually how... There you go. Uh, no, an, an unblow-uppable Cloak. Right. Unless you're unless you're doing the Genteki current where it's... Unless you get, yeah, Cerebral Static. Because that's going to be what you're doing. <laughs> but yeah, so so Smoke is like kind of like... um She's she's kind of like a performance artist, isn't she? Isn't that like the... Or like a caster, yeah. I think? Yeah. She like does all kinds of... She's maybe the equivalent of like a Markiplier or a PewDiePie. <laughs> Pie or whatever, only less 
Screaming. Maybe. Scre- <laughs> screams and memes all up in Scream, here. Screams and memes. Oh, please don't. I think she's cool. I don't want her to be screams and memes. So this is great. Uh, For your stealth decks, oh, uh, you kind of have... This is where you go now. <laughs> this will, well, because it's it's built in. The, like the setup is a turn faster, which is probably all you really needed. Because now now your switchblade turns on right away. Yep. Wow. You just need one other source of stealth credits, like say Nitmerker, which we might have seen in another data pack which, that has smoke on it. <laughs> yikes! Like as we know, like that's that's definitely her 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 card. But holy cow, that's that's gonna be big payoff. Yep. That's I mean, basically like a desperado almost kind of thing of what you're doing. It's, and since you got the smaller deck, you can find all your stealth pieces much faster. Yep. Um. So I've I've been I've been messed with smoke. I like her a lot. Cool. The tricky bit that I've found is because you do require like. You know, you can't obviously rely on just her and Netmerker. Like, no, know, no, no. If you happen to get a really unlucky tag or something, they blow up your Netmerker. With all that money on it. You don't want to be like, I can never get past more than one piece of ice right. ever now. Um, so balancing the like, okay, well, how many stealth pieces do I need versus right. how do I get my other stuff in this smaller deck size is tricky. Because like, you know, some of the best Chaos Theory decks... You'd either just be like, oh, my econ is some modids and then some magnum opus and that's it. Yep. Or the weird like au revoir snitch yep. setup. But either way, you kind of like, you had like six cards and that was your economy. Yeah. And you just had to go really fast to find them and you'd be good. Uh, but with this, you kind of need stealth cards, but they alone are not econ, especially now, mm. right? When you're like, I can get into any server, but I only have actually four credits in my credit pool. Yep. The, you're gonna get hard hitting news and destroy. Yeah. Also, you can't, can't you like drone strike them too because they're so broke. They're on broke. On oh, real, they're like, right, they're like yes. broke on real credit, so you can fly in a little drone and start blowing some stuff. Yeah. Up. All those all those credits you got living on Netmerker do not count at all and, for the purposes money. of search and destroy. Sure. Um. So, so yeah. So 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 are you are are you, so now with playing with some, with some smoke? Do you uh still have like. Like everything can't be stealth, right? Because that's still too much. I think so. Um, especially because you had like both um, Blackstone and Houdini require like a stealth credit, but then also a normal credit. Sure. Blackstone requires two. Yikes. Um, two no- potentially two normals plus a stealth. So they end up like being quite hungry for your stealth credits. Sure. And so if you're gonna pack Switchblade, and I think that's the best play as compared to Dagger, just because like all the worst sentries are multi sub sentries anyway. Yeah. Right. Like a stealth credit. Plus three normal credits to break Ichi. Still not great. No, that's, like, why, that's why you need that switchblade. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Versus just like, oh, my two stealth cards, one of which is off smoke, one of which is off Netmerker. Okay. I don't care about your Vikrams. I don't care about your Ichis. So, uh, right. so, so, so you still might be going like maybe even like a paperclip or something. It, to, to, and maybe paperclip or lady. Lady, sure. Um, lady's also quite good. Right. Uh, but, yeah, but it but it always felt because because shapers had to do some straight. I, I always love shapers' behavior with uh, b- barriers. It's always like super crazy overkill or like right. It's like <laughs> battering ram. It's like I got a wall instead of battering ram. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so they always have it. So I guess that's where you would maybe uh, jump him somewhere else. Yeah, I found the inti and then other things set up is good because with mm. like a whole lot of especially NB index, like the only barrier they have is resistor. Or maybe wrap around like a wraparound yeah. too. Either case, Inti is literally the only barrier breaker you're going to need for the entire game. Yeah. Um, so that's not too shabby, actually. Cool. So, and then you have something else for your Wayland or HB matchups. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I have not settled on exactly 
the, what the the, 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 sweet? Hot, the the super hotness for smoke is it's not sure. just like oh it's you know about like another shaper um so if any has anybody has any really interesting decks they've been mucking around with with smoke definitely let us know great um but smoke is also kind of like this weird has this whole magician theme i mean with houdini and blackstone like yeah yeah and and and, 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 and her flavor text is nothing up my sleeve that's right so so Uh, she's also pulling stuff out of her top hat oh that's right like a, <laughs> like a bunny or a different card. <laughs> let's 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 talk, let's talk a bit about to, top hat. Yeah, what does top hat do, Jesse? All right, so top hat's a zero cost hardware. It's it's. I actually really really love this design. It's super cool. It looks like a satellite uh, upside down top hat. Yeah, it's text. Very very cool. Very very well done. Whenever you make a successful run on R and D, instead of accessing cards, you may choose one of the top five cards of R and D and access it. You cannot access any other cards in R and D during this run. I, and now this is this is where it clears it up. I usually find something interesting in there, just not what I'm looking for. Yes. Now, so the, the important thing to note is, is that yeah. nowhere on this card does it say "Look, look at, at the top five yeah. cards of R and D and then access one." You just be like, "Eh, give me the third one down." Yeah. So you're basically looking at another hand and randomly picking it out. Yeah. It kind of turns your 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 R and D access into a weird pseudo HQ access. Yeah. The important thing to note is you also cannot access any upgrades at the root of R and D. Okay, yeah, right. So if so, there's so, so, like a sure, sure. Hope, like grid on there or something, you probably don't want to use top hat at the same time. Right. <laughs> yeah, so so that's it's it's kind of weird. And I think that's why like whenever when everyone misread this card, and come on, we all we all misread this card. We all yeah. thought it was like, like free oh indexing. My, yeah, free indexing forever yeah. for zero install cost. That's impossible. Oh, it actually it actually is. And impossible. what's kind of cool, that's that's kinda like how magic is. When you see it, it's amazing. But then when you figure out what it actually, what's actually going on, you're like, yeah. "Oh, it's just a fake." Oh, yeah, it's like, so, "Oh, the, he, I, I actually he just think crunches t- his hand all weird so he can hold it." Yeah, and oh. you're, you're like, "Oh, wow, that's actually what magic is." And I'm like, "That, that's why when this happened with the top hat and my realization of it, I'm like, man, they actually crammed a magic trick in the game, right?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like one of the things you can definitely do with smoke is because you've got that stealth credit out of the gate, you can get a lot of early pressure. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Top Hat is not, because it has no install cost, like, it's not necessarily the worst. No. Right? Where it's like, you can, you know, if you can get in twice a turn, yep, you can be like, okay, give me the first, give me the second. Like, that's not, you can kind of sort of get multi-access. It's yeah, obviously, for, no, it's nowhere. For, for, for zero. For the thing is, zero. it's zero to install, yeah. right? That's huge. Like it's it's clearly not as good as an R and D interface nope. because it's not supposed to be. And plus, R and D interface is kind of uh, going to be cycling out, won't it? Yep. Yeah. So that's that's another thing we need to understand now, and we're going to see some fragmentation of power uh, as these new cards come out as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's not like it's interesting. I if if you're going heavy in on the you know. Um, early aggression yep. stealth setup. It's like, this might be worth experimenting also, just so you don't completely run out of like, well, now all I can do is access the top card of R&D. Exactly. Turn. So what's cool though is like, you think you, you think in a position where like, okay, the R&D has been open and you first click top hat and let's say you didn't have a first click top hat. If you first, you first click ran R&D, you saw the top, you're like, oh, I'm locked out. It's a piece of ice. Put it back down. No, no, top hat, you can just all of a sudden dive down four cards if you have to. Yeah. So which is kind of cool. Yeah. And but again, maybe there's synergies there with like you actually import Adam's Find the Truth where you make a run on a different server to like keep charging up your network or, yep. or whatever. And you look at the top card and you're like, oh that's garbage. Let's go in with the top, top hat, hat and grab the second two. one. Yep. Yeah. So so it's so kind of a cool card. Very yeah. kind of a cool card. Um and finally, speaking oh. of magic and stealth and everything. That's right. 
we have the stealth fractor, the, the magician Blackstone. Now, it, now is Blackstone a famous uh, magician? Uh, not just one magician, two. Oh. Harry Blackstone Sr. and Jr. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so what it does is that it's four to install, one, one MU, and base strength of three. Ouch, is that is huge. And it's one credit to break a barrier subroutine, and then three credits to give you plus four strength the remainder of this run. But you can use this ability only by spending at least one credit from a stealth card. And I actually really love the flavor text of this yes. card. The personality must be bigger than the prop. Very cool. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like, I, I think it's still difficult to go in for three yeah. stealth breakers, just because that, that eats your stealth credits really hard. Yep. Um, but it might be fun, like, again, you know, with, with the observation that Inti is in a lot of matchups, that's the only fracture you're going to need. It could, it could totally be the same with this too, right? Where it's like, okay, it's a little bit more expensive to install Blackstone, obviously, but you might not ever actually have to increase its strength ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a base of three, you're you're crunching over a lot of uh, yeah. barriers. And obviously it tears through stacked barriers like hot knife through butter. Yeah, right? definitely, definitely. Um, so it's not the worst, but it's just like, if you're going to do this, Think about what your other stealth breakers are, and it seems like your decoder should also be a stealth breaker, right? Because, because your your shapers shaper. have the best ones of those. Yep. And both Houdini and Refractor are very good. Yep. Um. So then maybe do something else with stealth. Maybe you actually just throw in like a sharpshooter and aim to blast everything with Atman or something. I don't really know, but there's it's like it's a totally serviceable good fractor that's based on stealth. You just got to be aware of like how much pressure your a full stealth rig is going to put on your ability to get its stealth credits yeah yeah cool stuff. okay so should we that's all this cool shaper stuff should we loop back to the beginning and talk about talk about yeah the i think i think the only anarch card in the deck we can get that out there is two there's two there's two. Oh, there's two. Oh, yeah sorry there's two but my hand my hand was hiding one yeah so the, oh so you've been practicing your my your sleight, sleight of hand. hand as well and that's so good <laughs> i fooled myself <laughs> perfect <laughs> um jesse tell me about en passant en passant as a Beautiful card. It's Reina Roja just tearing through some ice. Through some unresed ice, I'm assuming. <laughs> correct, so, correct. Ampassant um, um, is a zero-cost sabotage event. Two influence. Play only if you made a successful run this turn. Trash an unresed piece of ice you passed during the last run you made this turn. When your opponent is weak, strike. If you do not, he will become strong. The playbook. Yep. So this is... The, I, I, I love this card. This I think this is a really, really cool card. There's a lot of situations where, like, at the beginning of the game, like, they were setting up their toe booth or, or they're setting up their big big cards, big plays, and they choose not to res because they're like, I'll let them in for one R&D access. And then you just, boom, un passant. It's like, oh, jeez, damn. Like, it's 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 pretty cool, yep. tricky, and sneaky yep. ice destruction. It's like Parasite, let's let's play this Correct. game. Yeah. So the, the thing that it doesn't do is tax the corporation's economy. That's true. Right. That's because, true. I mean, unless, it, it, unless it, it, you yeah. get something where like you you shut it down with Crescentus or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the thing it does do is just gets ice off the board, which is ice off the board in a sense better. Yeah. Yeah. Not, maybe not necessarily better, but still advantageous, especially again if you're trying to go heavy on pressure. Yep. Because you know it's just that they can't res ice that doesn't exist yeah and it and, and this so, so this can really really script their 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 like setup like yeah like really really well if you're like okay i th I, I feel confident as a corporation i can my r d and my, my my hq and like a lot of plays a lot of plays we'll do is we'll, we'll run to the hq they'll do the res you know they have no money left and you'll, you'll run for the r d for the one access then blow up their r d access they're like oh crap i'm on the back foot now i need to protect my r d again yep because your zero cost sabotage run 
Right. Yep. That's uh, the other thing. It, it costs nothing. nothing. Um, and it synergizes very well with both DDoS and Blackmail. And, and, and even hilariously run amok. Oh, yeah, that's right. Run amok. Like, run amok. Okay. Res it. I'll blow it up. You're like, don't res it. Okay. Umpasal. I'll blow it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So this is, um, I, I, I like this card. I like that it's um, our, our, get, our get stuff done, Reina Roja. Yep. Chucking through stuff, which is super cool. So yeah, I like that card. I think it's gonna be really, really, a lot of fun to play. I like that. I like that Anarch's thing is blowing up ice and win, yep. and winning worlds. I guess. But. Yeah. <laughs> only twice. Only, only twice. twice. Only twice. Yeah. Very, 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 very cool card. Yeah. What else did the Anarchs get, Nels? They got Omar. Omar. Not going out. He's not being cool. He's not hanging out at Wildside. No. He's not partying at Duggars. He's just in his weird, stinky old basement, just just tap tap tapping away, just frantically On some coding. Frantic coding. <laughs> Uh, so it's a three cost event. Um, what you do? <laughs> this card is so awesome. I love. I, I also <laughs> love it. You look at the top ten cards of your stack. If any of those cards are programs, you may install one of them, lowering the install cost by five. So basically, ultimately, <laughs> a savings of two because yeah. you have to pay three. Yeah, cards to pay three. Yeah. Um, then you trash the rest of those cards. So, oh yeah, and Omar goes through four, five keyboards per week. No two. From the same decade. Which really makes you wonder how easy it is. I, I guess they got really good with universal connectors in the future. Yeah, they must. Because um, you can't get an old PS... You can find a computer that has an old PS2 keyboard port on it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm picturing like Omar with a power glove. Like, this has like <laughs> hacked. <laughs> oh, speaking of power, we'll get to the power glove in a Oh, minute. that's right. Um, but yeah, so this is the kind of thing where it's like, oh... You just really need to install that breaker now, huh? This is severe. Like, okay, that's like a <laughs> you can do it. That's a quarter, of, at least a quarter of the cards left in your deck. Yep, gone, gone. Yep. Or, but what's cool is like, it's no, it's not totally gone. Oh, you know what? Like, I you you can install the paperclip and then put the black orchestra in the bin. In the bin. Yep. So there's a lot of interesting. Or things install like that. Faust and put paperclip and black orchestra in the bin. <laughs> Boom. This is this is this is a crazy play this is a crazy play like, it's it's kind of nuts but it's also it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like anarch don't care this is so anarch gotta this, go fast get it on the board so anarch um, especially if, if you're doing the you know kind of the classic big draw anarch thing where it's like you're just gonna burn through your deck once really goddamn fast set, get up, set up hit levy and, and then do yeah. it all for real again um you that's that's pretty good yeah this is i like i i love the card it feels like there's there's a moment back in in a lot of card games life where like they they were too scared to make big changes like big big power changes so the game kind of like dwindles but i'm not i'm talking about other other card games but here it feels like a net runner it's like with with cards like this and with cards like uh making an entrance like anarch does these big huge like Nope, there's a fourth of the deck is involved yep. with this. And it <laughs> which is so cool. And it feels like that's definitely a anarch thing where sh yeah. shaper feels very stable, very like safe in like a good way. In yeah. in, in a way that wins predictable. Uh, that wins. Definitely, definitely. So <laughs> love this card. Love its Omar. <laughs> Clicking and clacking away. Yep. Super cool. And it's interesting because it like it doesn't take the place of something like retrieval run, right? Like both no. it and retrieval run cost three three credits. But yep. especially if you're playing Omar, um, the corporation's going to be putting a lot of defenses yep. on the archives. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. So you don't really want to rely on, you know, Retriever Run to get back your cheap programs or install them for cheap or whatever. But with this, you're just like, I don't need to do anything. I just pay him three credits, save five bucks putting a card down. Yeah. And, and everything and, else goes to the bin, and, which is maybe better for me anyway. And you know what's sweet? It's like, I'm, I'm seeing this with Kim. And we came in like one uh, uh, sneak door. Right? That'd be oh, like, man. Because <laughs> you're just like, boom. Oh, here's that sneak door. Because I only put the one off in there. Because, you know, right. that's all you really need. Because I'm digging through 10 f 
cards, cards yeah. right? So it's totally gonna be like I don't know. It, 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 this card can looks like you can have some yeah, fun. and then you get, and then you get three sneak door runs. Yeah. Oh, that is that's interesting. Gotta, that's interesting. It, it, it could do it. It could do it. Ah, oh, yeah. Super cool. It's very cool. Um, uh, but speaking of speaking of power glove, <laughs> this is this is not the aviary. No, not the bird cage as we so. Not desperately hoped. You know, and they, they missed two chances now. We talked about last time they could have called it the console. But they also could have called this the Contlet. Wait. Never mind. <laughs> oh boy. We're talking, of course, about cons. Very strange console. Yeah. I'm gonna say very strange. Yeah. Um uh, so what's what's this nose? The gauntlet. Yep. It's five to install a piece of hardware. Console, obviously. Uh it gives two MU, which is pretty good. And then whenever you access cards from HQ during a run, you access one additional card for each piece of ice protecting HQ that you broke all subroutines on during this run. That's only one influence. Um, so, to me, excuse me, so, sorry, to me, this, like, this is, this, this card kind of confused me until I thought about HQ interfaces actually phasing out. Yes. Um, so there's that. that. HQ interface is almost the same to install, except it doesn't, it gives yeah, you less MU. Yeah, it gives you, yeah. Um, and it's more influence. Yeah. So it's like, but does this even work with the birds? Yeah, because they de-res the ice, right? Yeah, sure. But like, the, but the, I mean, I'm talking about the extra influence. I guess, sorry, the extra MU. I think, I, I guess they wanted to add something else to make it a little bit more of a tasty console, or make, yeah. maybe, maybe the cost right or maybe something. Maybe that you have all the birds, and then also like also three multi-threaders or something. Of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it weirdly, it's like it's a it's a if you need if you're having a slightly more memory hungry like. Crib. Criminal setup, sure. It's not bad. I mean, maybe, maybe this is a thing that helps enables like the Au Revoir Oh, uh, snitch thing out of Khan. Maybe, okay. man. I thought okay, about that much. but man, you, it's, you, 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 you have my bad player brain going. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, Au Revoir Khan, of course. <laughs> I think it's actually not a bad shaper console. Oh, cool. Well, we, well, we, got, the, we got one influence because the influence great. is so low. Yep. Um, in general, like shapers don't have any infaction HQ pressure, and but you kind of want that's something. right. And they also love having an extra mu line. Exactly. Around. So it's kind of like as a shaper console, it's actually not bad. Cool. Right. Because unlike, I mean, you know, you get into a little bit of dis- diminishing returns, um, but there's always going to be at least one ice on HQ. Yep. Right. Or you're getting free access. So that's even better. Yep. So if there's one ice on one ice on HQ. Well, you're getting you know two accesses that's as good as an hq interface right yeah um and also and and, and also we, we we always know that the nbn has the one pop-up in front of hq right. and you're like yes yeah, but this time uh, we can actually get uh two accesses. because you want credit either way so he's breaking <laughs> yeah you know, I'm, I'm breaking it and, and, and my gauntlet's getting a little bit more juice out of that yeah so, so, so it's cool so it's like it's actually it's shaper console it's not bad i mean I, I i still don't think it's gonna like Knock Desperado off its perch. Oh, the perch. That would have been another good one. Oh, there you go. Uh, maybe maybe there's another piece of hardware that Khan actually is called the perch. Uh, and just something with the birds. I'd be excited for that. Yeah. Um, speaking of birds. Oh, that's right. We have one more bird. We got one more bird. Actually, this, this is the Bane of Barrier pack. Right? I know. Well, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. Uh, although also some big old barriers that they- <laughs> need to be Bane. That's right. Uh, we have Sakare. Sarka Sakare. I think it's Sakare, probably. Mm. Um. It is a four to install, cool. so a little bit more expensive. Pricey. In these line, birds in line are expensive. with the rest of these, these are pricey birds. Uh, one MU, uh, Fractor, um, you know, one credit to break a barrier subroutine, plus two, uh, two credits for plus two strength. It's not bad. It does have a base strength of one. Not great. And then it has the same ability that all the rest of the, you know, cons, bird breakers, bird breaker. Bird do, breaker, where it's that's like, good. You pay two creds and you bring the, the breaker back to your grip. 
And then whatever piece of ice you just broke, all the subs, you can flip it face down and de-res it. Yeah, a lot of the times, uh, the barriers that were actually breaking, um, a lot of times are pretty cheap to res. Often. Often, so I don't know, unless, uh, as we're going to see, some barriers get pretty pricey. Yeah. But really, uh, I think this is going to be used... Like there's not a lot of big barriers, so I guess there's a bunch of coming come coming down the pipe, right? Yeah. Because because the, then then Sager's gonna be pretty crazy. It's like oh, you know, if if Wall of Thorns was still a big 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 player, Hadrian's Wall was played a lot, right? But they're still so hilariously porous, uh, in in some ways, right? That yeah. like really obviously this is not gonna do you any good against vanilla. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. <laughs> yeah, or even an ice wall. Yeah, like, right. So, but 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 still like. You know the birds. The birds ain't bad. A yeah. little bit pricey on the initial thing, but come on, we, we have Timujin in faction. We yeah. can bank job. We can right. siphon. And also, like there isn't, you know, there isn't a great uh, fractor in faction for criminals. No. Right? Um. What? Geez, what do they have? Aurora. 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 <laughs> yeah. Aurora, yeah. which is gonna rotate out anyway. <laughs> Damn. Oh no, no. And it's not so much play. That, that's no, of course oh, that one. Yeah, Pe- peacock is gonna go away. Peacock will um, go away. Right. And or breach, but breach is centrals only. Right. So it's like. If you could make, again, in certain matchups, like, this could be the only Fractor you install. Sure. And you'll never need to increase its strength. Nope. And in that case, it's fine. Yeah. Um, maybe it's okay as, like, a weird backup or something. Yeah. Maybe. Like, if, you're, if your paperclip does get arc locked down or something like that, and you want to be like, okay, well, I just got something else just in case. You do have this. Yeah, you do always have the bird. Always have the bird. Um, finally. Oh, yeah, that's other criminal card. New criminal resource. Yep. Tell me about it. This is T- what, tell me about the running you've been doing. This is this different is, kind of running. This is way different kind of running. This is blockade runner. One cost connection resource. One influence. So we're going to see this around, which is great. Two clicks. Draw three cards. Shuffle one card from your grip into your stack. I used to run Stims, uh, Sim Sensei's, the usual. I was scum. Now I run water. I'm a fragging hero. So, Nels, what do you think about this card? Because I think it's a pretty awesome card. It feels like, well, this is kind of, this is going to be re- replacing Mr. Lee. Yeah, it kind of it definitely harkens to, you know, good old Mr. Lee. Yeah. Um, the way the way criminals draw, which is Mr. Lee of course was click, draw two cards, pick one, put the other on the bottom in the window range of the, yeah. of the bottom. <laughs> Can't forget about Can't that. Can't forget about window, window play. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that like especially with criminals who tend, tend not to have a lot of recursion, and like a lot of impactful events that aren't going to do you a lot of good early. Yep. Um, it's good to have filtering, right? Because yep. it's like if you're sitting on a ton of money and you draw, you know, you've got like you just did the sure, sure gamble, sure gamble, like dirty laundry run, or you already have one of your Timogens installed or whatever. Yeah. You don't really want to be drawing another one, but you don't want to throw that away either. Yeah. Because it's never coming back. Yeah. So having the ability to be like, this is a great card that I will need later. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're also diesel, you're you're digging in diesel range, which is great. Yeah, like uh, for two clicks, of course. But still, right. like you're you're gonna see a lot of your cards, which yep. is super cool. So I, I yeah, it's not as like an answer because especially again in faction criminals don't have a ton of draw that doesn't have like other consequences, right? Like drug dealer's great, but it can get if if, mm. if especially now yep. you don't want to be low on credits. Nope. <laughs> um, so it's like it's actually not. It's not bad card draw in for for criminals. For, which is, yeah, super cool, super cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we did have two, two neutral cards. Neutral cards. Yep. Uh. One. <laughs> one's got cool. Cool. Our our, our friend Lindsay Estevez on it. It's a new current, uh, and it's zero to play, which is nice. Um. So what it does? This is basically the <laughs> your side games can go to hell current. Yep. Uh. While secretly spending credits, players cannot spend two credits. So it's literally that 
when you're doing all those cool side games, you get zero or one. one. So that 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 makes it like you got to think though. I I I I know, I know people that are so not confident with uh, with side games that this card's not going to help them, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I think it does. You know, if you were uh, importing film critic, sure, to kind of help with that, because obviously there's like you know. Jinteki is the only faction that has side games. Unless you're doing the strangest splash you've ever right, encountered. And especially and now that Rumor Bill exists, like even fewer of the glacier decks are pulling in Caprice. Yep, you aren't going to see it out of faction mode. So it's kind of like sort of a silver bullet for Jinteki. But if if you basically had Film Critic only for stealing those future perfects anyway, because you're not really concerned about I don't know friggin mid-seasons or exchange of information or whatever it's like it's maybe not the worst thing yeah if you just need a current to be like hey jinteki and what what what's cool is that that i guess jinteki can't flex their money as hard yeah right because jinteki makes so much money right now and like with a car like this it's like oh you can't spend the two so now you're on my ground regardless of how much site or how much money you've amassed yeah no. Not bad. What's the what's what's the last? This, this is a pretty cool card. What's the last yes. neutral card we have? I like this a lot. So this is the Citadel Sanctuary. It's a two credit to install unique resource. It's a location. So watch out for Elizabeth Mills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you if you are tagged when your turn ends, force the corp to trace one. If unsuccessful, i.e., if the corp fails to beat this trace, the runner removes one tag, and you can click. Uh, sorry, not click. You can without spending a click, you can. Trash this card and all other cards in your grip to prevent all meat damage. And this is actually a Starlight Citadel. Yes. Thing, so this so. this is from the Starlight Crusade. And yep. it's the, the Starlight Meditation Booths are available to refugees for free for the duration of the crisis. Yeah, which is super cool. It's dark. It's like, oh, just come. Like, you know, this being the weird feature, it's like, of course they figured out some kind of way yeah. to like subliminally influence yourself when you're in these weird booths, <laughs> right? You can like give up all your worldly possessions, all your stuff in your grip or whatever, like make a bunch of seemingly out of nowhere charitable donations to the Starlight Crusade. Um, but then you they, they, they let you chill out in their cool pods where Waylon can't blow you up. Yep. That's nice, I guess. <laughs> um yeah, it's interesting that like, you know, if if the corporation wants to keep you tagged, they can if you're deliberately putting tags on yourself with, you know, a Josh B or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so, so sorry, so does the Josh B and this does that work together or no? Cuz the Josh B is at the end of your turn and this, and this says, at the end when of your turn, turn ends. ends. And I think that's still technically your turn. So don't you get to pick the order. You're like Josh give me one. Maybe. I tag. I think that's so. probably like a like a anchor question that <laughs> question. probably that probably is. um and yeah. but remember if you're in tag hell this is only removing one tag it yes it's not remove all tags which would be sweet yeah. it's just it's just the one and remember if you are tagged you can just blow up this citadel anyways yeah but yeah but it's the kind of thing where it's like if if you're high on money but low on clicks you can just be like you know i have 15 credits corporation do you want to spend 12 credits to keep me tagged right Probably not. So you're just like, oh, I'll flip the tag. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, so just, and, and, it's and it's interesting. And it's clickless tag removal. So I do, do, do think we're going to see yeah. this card around. Like, you know, if you hit, if, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, there's a data, data raven, raven and a prize sack in that server. I've only got one click left. This can still help you out. Cool. Cool stuff. Yeah. Go runners. Good job, runners, in this yeah. pack for sure. Lots but, of cool stuff. But not to be outdone, 
We have a new identity on the corporate side as yes, well. The purple side. They're they're building tomorrow. That's they're, they're designing. They're, they're they've drawn up the blueprints for tomorrow. Yeah, and we're also back to the classic letters drawn cool. That's style. right. Classic. <laughs> so we have Hasbiroids, Architects of Tomorrow, Megacorp, 4512. So we're missing some influence. And yes. we're, we're going to tell you why right now. The first time the runner passes a res piece of Bioroid ice, each turn you may res a Bioroid, lowering its res cost by four. Yep. So that's res an Eli, get another Eli, or a Marcus uh, 1.0 yep. for free. Yeah, so this is so you got to think, uh, you have to put this beside everyone's favorite other the 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 other eggplant which yep. is <laughs> which is gain one credit for every time which, which you're probably going to gain 14 to 15 credits over the course of a game yeah um but this you're saving about maybe maybe four yeah. maybe like 16 i don't know yeah do do you res four piece of ice in a game yeah yes, yes you, you do, do. <laughs> are they all crazy biroids yep sure well, especially with something like this yeah with this it's like oh you want to go most, if not all, bioroids. Sure. And before that was kind of like you could do it, but it was kind of a dodgy thing because you're like, wow, but architecturally good. But especially now when you got fair children as, as far as the, as the eye can see, yep. um, you can set yourself up with a plenty you have, good deck that's all bioroids. Yeah, you have and options. Be fine, just fine. Yeah, you have options now, definitely. Yeah. So, 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 super cool card, low, big influence hit, which of course makes it so you might be able to tell a little bit earlier what the deck's trying to do. Right. Um, but still, like, Byroids are powerful, and they're they're usually just a bit on the pricey side, but not anymore. Yeah. Once, um, we, once we start seeing, like, Sherlock 2s and stuff getting res, like, yikes. Like, yeah. I mean, it feels like what you do with this is, you know, you get, like, say, two ice per server, and you maybe only need to ice your centrals, potentially, and then you just, you know, you score fast. Uh, because, like... It takes, it's like you get such big discounts. You know, the runner is going to be either they're going to have to spend a lot of time to get set up to chew through like Heimdall, Fairchild Heimdall 3 ones? Heimdall server to, or they're going to like blow all the resources to do that to get one access. And all at the same time, you're like, you know, amassing some money, biotic out, you know, a beta test. Sure. Do it again with a project for Truvius. Like, and you can just do that until you win. Um, yeah. So like it, it feels like like a bio bioroid storm deck, right? Yeah. Like just want as many as you as, as you can get out there because they're going to be res for so 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 cheaply. Yeah. Unless the runner like does a play where they wait to run or you know they 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 like wait or for the right moment to, but right. still the, then you're then you're playing into the corpse game and you're going to be exactly because it's the kind of thing where it's like oh well you know if their plan is just to biotic out three or four agendas like you can't just sit back and no. wait because <laughs> they will wait. But if, when you're face checking this ice, oh. They're going to be resing more ice for because it's like reduce res any other bioroid for for less right yeah it's like not even on the over same there server. Like, yeah it can be in, it can be on your archives or whatever yeah it can be anywhere um so it's kind of it's interesting uh, unlike stronger together which was which is cool but kind of always had the downside of it's like okay well your you know your tempo and your pacing is going to be the same as just core HB except your bioroids are a little bit more expensive it didn't really get you that much no like. So, you know, not, not like this guy's going to do for sure. Exactly, like, but this actually changes your tempo a lot where it's like you can keep your you, because you're not dumping your economy into resin ice like, you know, as, as wealthy as engineering the future can get you. It's still like a slow drip over every turn when you install that new card with this. It's just like you're saving a lot of money really fast. So you can put that money into other stuff and just go, go, go. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. For and, sure. And so what did uh, HB bring to the 
the, the table to kind of make these biroids a little bit more punchy. Uh, they also gave them drill arms so they can put holes in your brain. <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, which is interesting. Uh, so this is one credit wet work refit. Um, so this is kind of like... Um, a patch. Big, patch or the other HB1 thing that lets them res a bioroid for cheaper. I forget. It's it's basically the oversight AI for HP. Yeah, the oversight AI for it's kind of like that where it's like yeah, you know, you put this on a on a on a recipe device, it just stays there as like a unique condition counter thing. So what you do is you install wet work refit on a res piece of bioroid ice as a condition counter with the text host ice gains do one brain damage before all of its other subroutines. Yeah, so that's that's important because it's not just do one brain damage. This is do one before Correct. all the others? So at first I was like, okay, but it's already res, so the runner's just going to break it. Whatever. Forgetting that, like, often, you know, bioroids, well, you just click through them. Yeah. But now there's this other sub that you don't really want to ignore, so now you can't just click through it, right? Like, you yeah. put this on a Fairchild 3, well, unless the runner, like, are they going to spend... F- no, they can't even do it. Yeah, they can't like, do it. Spend three clicks to break three subs. So, like, any of the two, or, or I guess in this case, 3.0 bioroids, you're probably hooped. Yep. Even the 1.0s, now you're going to have to really make some decisions about, like, well, if I've been clicking through this, where am I going to spend my clicks? Yep. And otherwise, it just makes, like, your res bioroids even more taxing. With a big sub, you can't ignore. Um, and <laughs> it does, like, if you manage to catch the runner with a surprise Ravana, oh, all of a sudden, extra brain damage. <laughs> Um, so but, yeah, but, but then again, I think that's gear. Like, we can't surprise anyone with this card. Right. We can set up a crazy You can, like, ice. surprise them indirectly or just make things more by, by playing the card, they're like, oh, my God, I'm really surprised about that. But, yes, yeah. I think <laughs> I think I'm uh, – so, again, this is this is, this is is a big investment, as we see with Oversight AI. That makes that ice a big target for sure. It You wasted a click. Your, your board presence is a little bit bigger, but it's not, like, a lot bigger, right? Exactly. So I don't know where it's gonna fit, but I, I, it's cool that like they can the biroids can get a little bit more dangerous. I like the idea of like Eli's. They're like I can stop the runner and also fry their brain. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, uh, moving over and speaking of frying brains, You're in right. this case frying bodies. Yep. Uh, moving over into Jinteki lands. Yep. We also have a new asset, Fumiko Yamamori. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a f- unique character for the res for the trash. And what it does is that whenever you and the runner reveal secretly spent credits, uh, you play a side game, you do one meat damage if you and the runner spent a different number of credits. So basically, if the side game works and Fumiko is rezzed, extra piece of meat damage. Yep. Um, and then <laughs> the flavor text is good. Is Does an alliance with the Yakuza really seem so strange? They are honorable businessmen and women just like us. From Rin Kimura, the chief... NA security, which I assume is New Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> the chief of Jinchecki security in New Angeles. Uh, so that's distressing. <laughs> and and, and is, is, is Fumiko checking out water? Because there's been a lot of cans of water here. Uh, in the like like in the in the blockade runner and stuff. I'm just, oh yeah, it could be water, water. left over from the from the crisis, or it could be some weird genetic juice, clone juice, <laughs> clone juice. Which you can check. But either way, basically, like yeah, Jinchecki's getting all cozy with the Yakuza. And then they you send know, bullies out. And they send people around to rough you up. Yep. Um, four, four, four cost to res, expensive. Four to trash. It's in that that ballpark. Uh, so yeah, so it's the kind of thing where it's like you know if once again like the Nisei division creeps on as being like maybe secretly the meanest deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Even if, if, if not just by flavor, because they have a bunch of Yakuza goons going around and beating up runners. Yeah, and yeah. this is expensive to trash anyway, right? And can be and can be iced, so it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, you lose a baddie thing. Oh, you get hit with this, and then the baddie sub also turns into some brain damage. So it's just like, you know, this this perfect... I don't think you can sync this up with Psychic Field to just drop somebody. Sure, but it's it's just it's extra taxing. It's like, oh, wait. It's like, I, I, I've been playing... I've been trying to play a lot of Builder Nations, and I've, mm. I've, I've just been some games where I scored the cleaners, and it's like, that's two, not one. And all of a sudden, the game has been changed. So right. when damage can come at a rate like this, it can influence the game yeah. a lot. Especially at a spiky Jinteki where you're like, you know, you're just looking to tax the runner on card draw in their tempo, basically. Yeah, let's, like, let, you let your cards drop too low, I might just be able to kill you. Yeah, let's say that you 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 took a house of knives on the way in, and then you get baddied, and then you get this. Like that's like that's a neural katana, like late right. game. Like he's not ready. <laughs> okay, so now so when when everybody finds out that you've been using the yakuza to beat up all these runners, what I think I I think you got to move. I think you got to move your. Oh yeah, you beat feet. Yeah, okay. You get so, gone. So, so, so you have a hasty relocation. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> you play this zero credit operation. Uh, it is a double. Oh, no, no, sorry, it's not, uh, but it does have an additional cost. Yeah. As an additional cost to play this operation, you trash the top card at R&D. Because it's so hasty. You leave some stuff behind. You had, you, you had to. Uh, but what you do is you draw three cards, and then you add three cards from HQ to the top of R&D in any order. Keep your head down. Keep moving. Try not to attract attention. So this... So it's kind of like a <laughs> weird... I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting in that, like... You know, it's kind of Jinteki's version of Anonymous Tip. Yeah. Right, yeah. where you're like, you just need to draw some cards, but you don't want to overdraw and have to throw away a ton of stuff, so you can put some stuff back. Yeah. And and, and, and did did you set up... You know you know what I'm saying? Cool. This is this to me feels kind of like almost like an, another precog, but like a like kind, of, kind of a neater one, because yeah. you can actually set, set yourself up like, wait, that is he just setting up his next draws, or is he setting up something something to reveal, or did he just snare the crap out of R&D. Right. Right? <laughs> I, which is kind of cool. And I like how this card kind of goes everywhere. Like, it, cards got in my hand, they went back on R&D, and there's one in the trash. Like, it's just, yep. the game is Where'd just like... Where'd they go? You know, like, what happened to the game state? This <laughs> that one, was one click, everything's different. Yeah, everything is different, which, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, Um. because often, you know, in Jinteki, you don't... You, your card draw, if you even have... Like, maybe you run Heritage Committee, but people don't do that that much anymore. No. Um. And it's basically, you have overdrawn with Jackson, and that's it. But yep. certainly there are some gin techie decks where it's like when you get that opening just because you slapped a bunch of damage on the runner or, you know, you managed to get like a server with a Caprice in it and they haven't found a rumor mill yet or you, you score that Nisei Mark II and you just want to slam another agenda into that server as quickly as possible and you just need to get some cards. This is actually like a pretty good way to just get some goddamn cards. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you play this, you install another agenda, you advance it once. Like that's that's just a turn. Sure. Um. And then you can just sort of like, if you're worried about your HQ being weak, you can put like a couple other pieces into R&D with some ice on top of it. So then you know, it's like, okay, well, I'll spend two next turn to score that thing. And then I'll draw that card I wanted, put that in, and then close out the or something, right? And then um, the, then drops the top hat and goes for that fourth card. Like, oh, <laughs> so you wait a minute. It. You put the top one. The top one is gone. Then you put yeah, that's three, right. back. three back. Okay. You definitely. You've drawn one. Okay. <laughs> um, that Like... Even though, you know, card draw is often thought of as, as a thing for the runner, right? Because, like, the corporation gets an automatic card draw, the runner does not. Yeah. Like, there are some times when, you know, you have your opening and you really want to capitalize on it. But if you if you just normally draw, well, the last card you draw is an, is an agenda. Now it's just sitting there really vulnerable in your HQ yep. for the runner to come pick. And then you have to bin some extra stuff. And that sucks. Um, so, like, 
actually, you know, having deliberate card draw in mind as the corporation is not necessarily bad. Yeah, I actually I actually love the the way the way you played. If you, if you want to if you want to go like all in instead of the three Jacksons, you run three anonymous tips. Because then it's like, right. <laughs> instead of like, I'll install Jackson, then I'll click, and um, I've gained no accelerated draw. I've, I've spent two clicks technically to draw a, uh, to draw two cards. But anonymous tip, you're like, one, one credit, or no, zero, and draw three cards. It, it just accelerates the game a lot more. So, yes, card draw is risky, of course. and this, the, But this card has a kind of weird safety, a kind of interesting play. And a lot of Crafty Jinteki players can really abuse it, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about tell me tell me about big barriers Jesse yeah we're talking about big barriers now and we're going with with with, with yellow with with a banana barrier with <laughs> data ward data ward a six cost barrier eight strength we all excuse me we all know NVN has has cards like this low low cost high strength yeah uh, but this barrier is kind of out of control when the runner encounters data ward he or she must pay three toll booth time or yep. take a tag and then we have four subs four subs yep that say and the run if the runner is tagged and the run if the runner is tagged and the run if the runner is tagged and the runner and the run if the runner is tagged so if the runner is tagged these four subs are firing and yep. they're going to be ending the run so okay so we have like a toll booth four subs if they're not tagged, they can kind of breeze through it. Yeah, so but that's the, the thing. Three... When people initially saw this, they're like, oh my god, it's so crazy. But the thing you have to remember, right, is that like, if this is on a server and you haven't managed to slap a million tags on the runner yet, it literally says, Nothing. for three credits, <laughs> bypass with no breakers installed. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a great, you know, exchange <laughs> for spending six credits to res it. <laughs> no. But like again, like as we all saw through worlds through everything, NBN can tag guys pretty easily. Yeah. So this it it feels like that this you know it's not going to keep your st stuff stuff safe early game. Like it's not right. Um, but it kind of fills the same role that information overload does, where once you manage to slap a bunch of tags on the runner, yeah. Or even if they picked up a tag earlier and then they were planning to clear it later in their turn, um, you know, if this has got a data raven in front of it or something, like then it's it's gross. Right, so it's like it can definitely be the kind of thing where it's like this buys you plenty of time, or will just lock a runner out of a server for a friggin' long time, yeah, letting you do what you need to do to score and close out the game. But it's not it alone, not gonna do much at all. Which is to why, keep your which safe. is why the cost is there. exactly this is why it's cheap. Yes, yeah, six like credits it, for an also, eight strength barrier. Apex comes in with that hunting ground and is like zerp, like just like yeah, zip bye, right, zip right, bye. And that's now. the only way he's gonna do it because he definitely ain't gonna be breaking those subs <laughs> with endless hunger. No, he's not. Yeah, so it's it it is solid, but you definitely have to just keep in mind that like this is a uh, and either it's a very positional or conditional piece of ice yeah. that by itself taxes the runner a little bit, but not that much, and certainly not that much for six credits. That's right. Um, the next NBN card is basically just showing more that NBN is using tech properly to inflict meat damage with little flying robots and missiles. Yeah, that's right. In, in, instead of goons going door to door, ready to lay a beat down on somebody, we here we have, what do we have, Dells? We have drone screen. It is a one credit to res upgrade that is for the trash. And what it says is whenever the runner is tagged, drone screen gains. Whenever the runner initiates a run on this server, trace three. If successful, do one meat damage that cannot be prevented. So... It is whenever the runner initiates a run on this turn, not so, ends. So, so right away. So it's a little bit different from 
um, dedicated response team. Really? <laughs> and it means that you can't like rely on, oh, Data Raven's going to tag them as they're later in this surf. So it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, they just have to be tagged beforehand before they go but if if it if that is the case like if you have this thing where you're planning to you know keep rely like just barf tags on the runner then this becomes another annoying tax like yeah either in credits or cards that they have to deal with is there what okay, is there a reason that it's unpreventable is it so like nourish bodysuit is even worse than we thought like i'm wondering <laughs> I'm, yeah i don't know really why the unpreventable like, clause is in here that just kind of i was just kind of wondering like it can't be rented so we can't use toke we can't use plastic yeah it? like i'm just wondering like flavor wise or just is there some rule coming up or, or it's like oh this yeah that this card wasn't quite good enough if that damage could be prevented i mean maybe there's other stuff coming that will maybe. be like you know aside from Mirash body suit it's like once per turn avoid a point of meat damage or whatever i'm like, not really like, sure can you heartbeat it i guess you can't heartbeat it then either Cause, uh, yeah. No, you can't, because Heartbeat says prevent damage, and this, says, right. this can't prevent damage, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of what happens. I guess stuff like that. The more weirder, like, side condition things. Yeah. Anyway, I, it's okay. Okay. I just, like, I'm just, you know, just send more robot. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still, like, the old school, send the guy with a stick, and, like, why can't he find anybody? And NBN's like, oh, they're tagged. Just send the little robot that deals unpreventable meat right. damage. Like, oh, okay, that's... that's, that's well, that's, speaking of meat damage... Right. You should tell me about Chief Slee. Chief Slee. This is super cool. Oh, this card. Actually, Keith made a... Keith, uh, Godry. Our, our buddy. He was our on buddy. the cast a while ago. On the cast a while ago. He made a great... Chief Slee deck, yep. which I love. Blue Sun, which he calls yes. Blue Slee. Blue Slee. That's fine. That's it's fine. Very good. We'll, we'll, we'll give him that one. So Chief Slee is a unique character. Two cost to res, asset, three to trash. Whenever an encounter with a piece of ice ends, place one power counter on Chief Slee for each unbroken subroutine on that encountered piece of ice. We all know Wayland loves their barriers with multiple subs. Oh, Wayland loves they, their multiple subs. They, they love them spider webs. They love them hives. How about, how, how about that tour guide, right? Like, how about that tour yep, guide? Yep, that tour guide's big enough. So Ooh, when, buddy. when Slee has five hosted power counters on her and you spend a click, you do five meat damage. She's like, we, we, we stopped it enough. Let's just send in the big guns. Chief Slee shows up and she just beats the hell out of the runner. Yep, it's, uh, it is really quite... And the important thing to note, unlike a lot of... Uh, a lot of the damage, you know, for ha having enough advancement tokens or counters or whatever, almost all the, like, you know, r classically Ronin, but also, like, contract killer, um, this doesn't trash itself. No. Like, so if you... Slee is just around, yeah. beating ass. <laughs> so if you manage to get, like, ten counters on her, oh, man, she's just like, uh, you're done. You're done, friend. Um, yeah, that it, it's... It's pretty cool. I mean, you can you can add some counters with helium three. <laughs> Definitely, that's the play. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not great, but it's the kind of thing where it's like if you're able to take her from like three to five, sure. Then and then you just have one other thing like a punitive counter strike or, 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 or an early MP. Yep, my favorite my favorite edition was the the, the one off of early MP, in, which you can grab in, with consulting visit, no problem. Yep. Which is in faction, so you got yep. that. <laughs> so, yeah. My kids are like, yeah, we yeah we uh we we spent a lot of money. We got these consultants in here. What should we do? It's like, well. Zap the guy's brain. It's like, what a great idea. Let's go zap the guy's brain. Uh, yeah, so Slee is pretty pretty darn cool. I, I like it because she works so well in Wayland. It's not like it's not, it's not like you can take this card and go somewhere else with it, right? Yep. Because because we have hives, we have spider webs, we have we have even Aaron Boy. Aaron like, Boy. Usually with Aaron Boy, you're like, okay, whatever, let it fire. But that's, then that's if the if, if three or four. 
Three. Three. That's so three. the runner does that. Okay, well, the corporation gets all the credits or card draw from Aaron Boy. And, Slee, and then Slee also, also gets three gets tokens, him. right? Yeah. Um, so it's pretty darn cool. Yeah. And of course, like, if she's already installed, you only res her. You could choose to res her only when you know the runner can't get through something, yeah, right? Like, uh, 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 even, like, so let's say f- uh, first turn, Slee behind a hive, they run it, res both if, you, if you've got the money or whatever. Like, yeah. Or... That's like five tokens on Slee right there. Right. And there could be like, you know, first turn, if, if you're feeling really adventurous, you're like, hedge fund, install Slee, install Hive. If the runner, like, you know, dirty laundries into something, like checks R&D, runs, <laughs> you know, runs Slee, and then like <laughs> loses, spent their other last click doing something else, then like, oh, Slee's got five counters you're on just her. dead. You're just dead. You're just, dead. <laughs> You're just like get, turn one, game over. <laughs> um, so yeah, if if Wayland have any face down assets on the board, time to be a little bit more cautious about face checking their eyes or yeah. making sure you got five cards in your grip. Yeah, because definitely remember when you're hitting when you're hitting something and it's like end the run. It doesn't just you, all those things fire. Yep. All those things were not broken. So that's why yep. Slee's like, oh, okay, I know where they are now. I know what their jam is. I'm gonna beat the hell out of yep. them harder. Speaking of of cards that have a lot of subs that may not be broken. <laughs> yeah, what's this card, Nels? Uh, we got Bulwark. It is an illicit barrier, We're so broke. whenever you res Bulwark, you take one bad publicity. Uh, it is also eight strength and three influence. However, it is also a cool anti-AI piece of ice in that when the runner encounters Bulwark, you gain two credits if there is an installed AI program. So that just means not the first time, every single time the runner does anything with Bulwark, the corp got two credits, which what is a, pretty good. What a, what a kickback. That's kind of cool. And then it has three subs. First is the runner trashes one program. Ouch. Then the corp gains two credits and ends the run. And then the corp gains two credits and ends the run. Yikes. If, if this thing's all firing, you're going to basically cut. It's going to cost you like a net of like four. It's going to cost you four to res this beast. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Well, I mean, you'll probably never trigger never, both those two bottom subs, no, no. right? Because like the first one will end the run or the runner breaks it. But uh, it basically means that like, oh the runner would have to break both of those, right? Like, yeah. If they only had enough money to break just one of them, it's like, well, then you then still get so the money. money yeah. The yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, again, combined with Slee, pretty mean. Yeah, and, and so mean. Th- this, this, this we have, we have stoppage power, we got a bit of gain for the corp, we also have trashing. We also have a, yep. like a program trashing out of a barrier, which is pretty rare. Yeah, which is which is the reason why it's the runner chooses which program to trash. Yeah. Because it was just straight up like <laughs> distra- that's definitely eking into uh into sentry territory pretty hard. Yeah. So so this this barrier is so strong. I like it a lot and I think it's worth the illicit cost because it's just really really good. Totally. Um the, a lot of the problems that you probably newer players probably just have never seen illicit ice. Right. <laughs> just the, the only one that gets played very much now is like Maybe Grim, but even that got shoved off the pedestal when Assassin showed up. Yeah, definitely. Like an, an, an Assassin, which if you think Assassin's too good, everybody thought Assassin was going to be illicit because it's just so strong, right? Um, but here's here's an illicit ice. It's got some teeth. It's big. It's beefy. It's it's very Wayland. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. It is. It's it's um the thing that and this is was with Keith Keith's observation is like you know if you you can totally run this in Blue Sun, you just have to be very cognizant of where you're putting it down because you obviously don't want to be dropping it and picking it back up all the time and just amassing a this million is a stack of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, you can you know you can kind of pull some Liz Mills shenanigans to like burn off that bad sure. pub from that and you know hostile takeovers or whatever, but you still want to be cognizant of like oh wherever I put this down, if it stays there. That's kind of fine. Yeah, I, I also know, like I know it's expensive for influence, but expose is a very flexible way of re- removing bad pub. Uh, oh yeah, true. 
But you just, only because it's flexible. Like you can be right. like remove one or four or whatever if, right. if you're you know so inclined. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Listen, Ice, be very, very careful because bad pub does rack up eventually. Yep. So Jesse, yep, I've heard that there's a good offense. <laughs> yes, the good, the best offense now is actually the best defense. That's right. This is a two cost gray ops operation, but she's still got a, like a sniper rifle. Like these gray ops. Are pretty gray as a fact. Are they? They're, they're I, I think it's like, well, maybe, maybe it's like, oh, the there was maybe cause to fire on these protesters. I see. There we go. Or whatever. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so a lot of that, the bureaucracy, of like the red tape is yeah, kind of stuff. Okay. So, it's a two cost operation. No influence. Everybody can use this, and I think everybody will use this. I like this card a lot, actually. Trash one installed card with an install cost equal to or less than the number of tags the runner has. When a shooting war threatens, the prudent course is to shoot first. See, so it's totally the dark gray. Never mind. <laughs> so, you shot my damn top hat, yeah, Jesse. This is, this you blasted is, that top hat right off, right off the top of my head. So because I like- <laughs> the kicker here is yes. that if the runner has no tags, you can still play this to blow up any zero-cost card that is installed. And there's a lot of great zero-cost. Yeah, it's like a self-modifying code. Hey, what about, what about the Scheherazade you're doing a bunch of bullcrap with? <laughs> that has like five yeah. programs hosted on it right now. Yeah. Uh, Net Ready Eyes. Yes. You oh, she's blew it right out of the back of your head. Right out of the back oh, of your geez, head. You can technically shoot that fall guy right in his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is this is like install like man install like a card with an install cost equal to like this is really super flexible even if you're not tagging anybody. Yeah. Don't use don't think about this card as that. Think about this card as the thing that'll shut down some of those annoying zero cost cards. Totally. So and it does let you you know. I mean, it's two credits, so you're not really saving that much on trashing stuff. But since you're not directly taking a trash action, right? Like it does, you know, even if the runner is pulling some like, you know, um, wireless net pavilion, make the trash cost for stuff really high shenanigans, you can be like, okay, whatever, you're writing like 15 tags. I'll just pay my two credits and blow up your DLR. Yeah. <laughs> and normally you can blow blow up DLR for just the cost of this, even if they're not tagged. But obviously they're probably going to be tagged if they have DLR installed. Yeah. So I think I think it's a really, really good card, really, really flexible. It's, we can do a one off, we can do two off. Like it's pretty, it's a decent card. Yeah. There's a lot of great zero cost stuff in the game, and for sure, this they just shoot it out of their shoot, shoot that cybernetic eye right out of right out of right the right back of your head. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, and finally, yeah, um, we have a preemptive action. Uh, <laughs> it is it is a terminal operation. Uh, so after you resolve this operation, name, you, na- named engaged. after us, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's people who listen to this podcast. After they listen to it, they don't do anything else. Uh, <laughs> you shuffle three cards from the archives into R and D, and then you remove preemptive action from the game instead of trashing it. So v- obviously, very similar to what Mr. Jackson Howard does. Yep, uh, does it in a good way. Uh, influenceless. We're gonna see like th- it, it. He's not as powerful as Jackson, but hey, he's cycling out, and we need to find something that can. Do the same kind of thing. Totally. But this, it has a, it, because it's not instant speed and because it's terminal, it has an interesting dynamic that isn't there with Jackson, right? With Jackson's right. like, oh, you can just toss crap in the bin and you don't care. Yep. Um, but with this, you know, you only discard after this card has been resolved, right? So you can put stuff in the bin, but then it's got to stay there for at least a turn before you can actually use preemptive to get rid of it. Yep. Unless I, you're unless you're like deliberately trashing it with you know reuse or something, sure. Which is which is actually maybe not a bad strategy, yeah. right? Like play reuse to get a whole bunch of credits, and then if there's anything really good in there, you just, just put it back, just with back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it fills that role, and it's like the kind of thing where it's like you know, you might if the only thing you're generally worried about is agenda flood and not the card draw part of Jackson, like maybe this is actually okay yeah. for 
you know, just scraping back your three <laughs> permanently yellow influence in any other faction to do something else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so, interesting. Like, like again, we've talked about this a little bit before, but uh, the 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 a lot of the cards that started out like I don't I don't mean Netrunner was made to last this long, you know? I right. <laughs> so I do know that like oh these cards are really strong, but now we can like we we need to keep the game alive. So we'll definitely be seeing cards that replace other cards in inter- interesting ways, which, yeah. which I think is 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 really cool actually. And speaking of replacing cards, uh, a cool fan. And um, a, a frequent collaborator, this is where I first maybe encountered Justin, uh, Justin Caverne from the UK. Uh, he's often uh, contributes to the Sneaky Bastards website, mm. which is all about stealth video games, which is a thing that I love. Oh, yeah. But he gave us a note that said, you know, uh, you were talking on episode 55, Bird Uncle, uh, <laughs> about the runners that are cycling out and how it'd be neat if they were representing the cards. This has actually already happened. Andromeda gets her windfall, so now she can stop running. Back in Data and Destiny. Uh, she sold money. As we discussed, Wizard gets removed from the game permanently with Boom. Uh, and we mentioned this a little bit, but he also says that Chaos Theories is a little bit more upsetting. Her parents are having trouble with money due to the financial collapse in blood money associated with the 2023 Seconds incident, which fictionally she was involved in via Android mainframe, suggesting that she may have stopped running because of what her actions did to her family. Wow. I always like these thematic elements, and 22, 23 seconds in particular is full of them. Smoke's magic breakers, Khan's birds, Kyung's conspiracy theories. How do you feel these aspects influence the game? Do you think the mechanics do a good job of representing the flavor? Kyung's archives run turning into a run on R&D or HQ is a really neat way to represent someone digging through the past to uncover secrets. Do they impact deck-making decisions, or are they just cool Easter eggs? Justin. Um, so I think the observation about Andromeda and CT is interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, if that's all we ever see from them, I, I guess, and Reyna still has to cycle out as well. Yep. I think. She didn't spin cycle, right? I, 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 I believe I'm so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I, I mean, the Andromeda, it's like, if that's it, if it's just like, oh, that crazy windfall card that nobody played in Data and Destiny. That, if that, that's, that's the end that's of Andromeda, that's fine. <laughs> but I'd like something that's just like a touch, a touch more final. It doesn't, Obviously, have to be them all getting blown up. Right? <laughs> it's just like uh, it just boom has three different printings. <laughs> it's just like boom chaos theory, like holding dinosaurs, kaboom and kerblam. <laughs> um, yeah, so if 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 those end up being kind of like their little end cap fictional stories, or whatever, that's that's fine. Sure, um, but something like a little bit with a little bit more of a bow on it, at least for Andromeda, would would be fine with me. With the chaos theory one, that one I think. If that's all we see, yeah, we. Had, I, I'm, I've made my piece with that. That's fine. Yeah, we actually talked a lot about that card. I don't think a lot of people mentioned that card. Uh, yeah, when it was there because it was just so they did such a great job. Yeah, uh, but I think I think with the question of being like, are they just Easter eggs, or are they, do you think about it when you mechanically make a deck? And I think that's like when you make a deck, I'm pretty sure you're just trying to make good cards work. So right. Some people make flavor decks and they're great and they're really fun. Um, but I think it's just an extra layer of just cool shit in that. That's, yeah, yeah. that's in the game. Yeah, I mean the the nicest is when like of a whole bunch of cards are linked together thematically but also mechanically so then when you put them all together there's like a nice synergy there right yeah uh, and that, that, that i mean that probably the thing is that's most likely to happen is with smoke just because like oh all of her cards are stealth cards and when you're running a stealth deck you want to use lots of stealth cards so they'll just naturally fit together but you probably aren't gonna, like as we discussed earlier you probably aren't gonna want all of them yeah just be, because be, be, like, mechanically that's a big strain yeah. even though in the world that's probably all she uses because she's very flashy she wants everybody to know what she does like yeah. she's you know like this piecemealing stuff together right 
Yeah, that's true. It's the 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 actual like decks that get put together are like a little bit more patchworky and cobbled yeah, than and- uh the nice tight clean lines of like good thematic cards put together but that's fine yeah yeah i actually like to think that like um the initially the runner was set up with all their stuff and then through you know power outages or things that break down or people that screw their programs or their hardware they have to move like they need to piecemeal stuff together right right? it's like imagine being always on the run right yeah yeah you can't have every bird on your gauntlet you're gonna probably gonna have to run an astrolabe and like all this other weird crap because like (laughs) that's just what that's just what the, the the universe has put you into yeah yeah. yeah, great, but great observation. They though. are very good observations. So Man, I didn't know like windfall. I was like, Man, windfall. I'm not going to use that. Yeah. but it's actually Andromeda saying goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew it was Andy, but I didn't put together like, oh, well, maybe that is true. Just kind of. But there's, if there's one card where it's like, you know, her moving permanently up stock or whatever, right. That that that's what I'd like. Yeah, to you see. Want that to see, would be fine. She's her looking down like maybe 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 she's just an asset for the corporation now because she's so such a philanthropist or whatever. Oh, that would be They're, crazy. Yeah, I but know. I like I like I want to cast her to just be hired on by NBN for a hot new movie, and she becomes just as obnoxious, and we all hate her. You know, like and then and then like maybe she redeems herself by doing something right. <laughs> crazy. She's <laughs> older. Totally. Okay. Well. Cool. Um. Thank you. Uh, as always. Mm. Very much to everyone who's who's written in. If you have any more thoughts, questions, feedback, notes for us, you can hit us up at terminal seven at idlethumbs.net or mm. term seven on Twitter. And to our buddy, Mr. Gordon McClattery, mm. infinite appreciation yep. for helping us record this cool, cool podcast. And finally, eternally. As always. As always. Thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his track Tin Soldiers in the Neo Tokyo OST. You can grab that if for some mad reason you haven't at edharrison.bandcamp.com. Rock out so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm gonna go melt some faces. Man, if you can get that falsetto on a bass, that'd be sick. Rock out on my 2016 corporate Texas. <laughs> yeah! You know, there's metal people, then there's Gord, you know? Like. <laughs> gonna categorize my receipts! <laughs> gonna file a GST rebate! Good day. Rebate! <laughs>